Hi and welcome to our podcast called the GDPR series where we discuss data protection, privacy and cybersecurity matters that ordinary people in everyday businesses face. We have a series of really interesting and lovely guests and we hope you enjoy listening along with us. Hi Liam, thank you for for joining me on the call. I really appreciate the time. It's always great to chat to you. Um, Yeah, so do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Um, I'm going to share the screen before you start. Okay. Here, so we've got your um, we've got your website up on the screen here. Yeah. And oh yes. Your contact familiar. details there. So, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So uh, thanks for for, for uh, arranging this, Philippa. Um, so as you said, my name is Liam Lynch. Uh, my company is L2 Cyber Security Solutions. Um, I am a cybersecurity and uh, data protection GDPR uh, trainer and consultant. Um, I have been in business since January uh, 2016, so it's just over four years now. And um, my main, I suppose, focus, uh, my main um, way of doing things for my clients is uh, I keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, my maximum is security simplified. So you'll you'll see yeah. me use yeah. security simplified absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I take you know the kind of scary technical uh, topics such as you know cybersecurity and uh, boring legal subjects like GDPR yeah. and uh, turn them into uh, you know simple plain English that anybody can understand. So yeah. that's that's the, the main. Uh, focus my business uh, a bit on the side then would be uh, business continuity planning and yeah. uh, security risk assessments for clients to you know if the, if the small business clients are unsure about their um, you know the, their, the security of their IT setup I can go in and review it for them uh, make recommendations etc uh, and also then you know produce plans for disasters yeah. such as fires, floods, and ransomware, which I think we might discuss later. Yeah, absolutely. We will discuss it. I'm just going to open that up here. Um, it's really like what we're trying to do with this series of chats, Liam, is get the message across that it's not huge and it's not, not scary. And for the most part, people know their own businesses and they know their own spaces and mm. they just need to to get going. They need to start somewhere, wherever that starting point is, whether it's with a privacy policy or notice, data protection policy or notice, or whether it's with the security side of things, you know, yeah. both will meet in the middle at some point. You know, yeah. you do your GDPR compliance, you're naturally led towards cyber compliance. Mm-hmm. When you start your cyber com- compliance, you're naturally led towards the data protection compliance. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, we shall discuss somewhere definitely because I would like to cover that but just so that people kind of get an idea of your background here um, mm-hmm. I sent you a couple of questions and we can just chat through them uh, very yeah. quickly before we start the, the real meaty discussion mm. um, where where would you first have come to grips with data protection GDPR like when when was that that moment in time when it kind of sort of hit you in the face and you kind of went wow okay we need to do this now yeah well, um, I had always, um, like, my background was mainly in infrastructure, uh, IT yeah. infrastructure in, in uh, corporations. and But I always had a, a, a kind of a, a deep interest in the security side of things. Uh, yeah. And, of course, with security side, uh, that, you know, it incorporates data protection. Um, but I was also um, reading, doing a lot of reading of uh, security uh, newsletters and articles, and there was always a bit of a privacy aspect to them as well. You know, people having their uh, identities stolen. Um, you know, uh, particularly over in the states back in the 90s, it was happening quite a yeah. lot. So I was always kind of interested in that aspect. And the, you know, in working in certain companies, um, there were certain, um, I suppose, managers that had, um, uh, they used to insist that they have access to their team's email boxes so they could actually yeah. read, the, you know, make sure that they're not using the email for personal purposes. They must only yeah. be using it for, for for business purposes. And, you know, there was one manager who was particularly uh, strict about this and he had like 15 staff. So he was reading 15 staff email boxes 
you know, and I was thinking that's, you know, that's that's wrong. And, you know, and I looked into it at the time, you know, yeah, he was kind of breaking the law because he yeah. hadn't told them anything about it. They, they weren't yeah. aware that he was actually yeah. reading their mail. Yeah. And, you know, he was horrified about it. So, you know, so that kind of was um, where I, you know, was really kind of, I suppose, interested yeah. in looking into these things. And, you know, I had, to, I, had, I had to just, you know, look at the law and figure out, you know, that, yeah, yeah. he was kind of breaking it and uh, we had to make changes. Yeah. So that's where I, where I always had the interest. And then when I uh, struck out uh, uh, in 2016 and set up uh, L2 Cyber, I had um, I'd first focused on developing uh, my cybersecurity uh, awareness training, uh, which yeah. uh, is the best training in, in, in Ireland, of course. And, yes, uh, it is. It Absolutely. Has, it, and it has improved several times since. Oh, um, yeah. But that was a f- my first focus, uh, and that, that, I say that that took me up until, you know, to have it a a, a, um, a proper, um, a detailed training program developed. It, yeah. That took me up until about August, September, yeah. uh, and that's 2016. So uh, kind of back in April, the uh, GDPR was uh, rolled into uh, the EU law, so um, I knew this was coming. So I then. After I completed the cybersecurity training, I decided I'd look at the GDPR training. And I was looking around, doing some research. And of course, uh, my first port of call was to the Irish Data Protection Commissioner's website, uh, which had, um, you know, barely a mention about this GDPR thing uh, at all. Um, I think there was maybe one or two newsletters or news items about it. So I made inquiries to the Data Protection Commission's office. I sent them an email asking for uh, details. And uh, I got a response from them some weeks later to say, thank you for your inquiry. Here's a link to the GDPR legislation. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, uh, very helpful. And, you know, I suppose they did kind of answer my, um, my question. Um, but then I started looking at this thing and like, uh, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know you love that kind of stuff, but yeah. I kind of looked at this and I went, uh, this, uh, I started reading and I started falling asleep, basically. I, I yeah. just really struggled with it. So I, were, I was highlighting and writing notes and tagging and. Oh, you'd, you you'd know, be, you're, you're in your element. Yeah, yeah. I was there going, what does that word mean? And, you know, I, I found it difficult. You know, it, it had to re reread things to truly understand what it was meaning. Yeah. And I, I just found it a great struggle. So I then went, uh, did a bit more research and I found the Information Commissioner's office in the UK's website. Yeah. And that was full of very easy to, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was full of very easy to use and digest information, which, um, I found was much, much more beneficial than, than, than obviously the, the link that the uh, Data Protection Commissioner's uh, office gave to me. So I then, around that, that time in late 2016, um, I happened to bump into a, um, uh, a lady called Molly O'Neill, yeah. who uh, is a, was a compliance consultant uh, for uh, regulated entities for mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, etc. And I just bumped into her. We just exchanged business cards. I thought nothing more about it. And um, a few months later, early uh, 2017, she contacted me and said, "You know, hey, I'm going to do this. Um, uh, I'm going to do this presentation to some of uh, the, my clients in Galway." And uh, there was a kind of a cybersecurity uh, aspect to it because the central bank had issued some uh, guidelines uh, for uh, kind of uh, regulated entities. So she asked me, would I do something on that? And I said, sure. And she mentioned she was also going to cover uh, things like anti-money laundering. And then she mentioned the data protection. Now, she was talking about the old data protection uh, acts. And uh, so I said, yeah, sure. Um, And are you going to include this GDPR thing? And she said, oh, yeah, we probably should because that's coming down the line. So I said, you know, I I told her I'd been doing some research on it, you know, um, and you know, happy to to you know speak at that uh, to that as well. Uh, so that was that was pretty much it then. And uh, we 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 got together. We did up the uh, this this uh, session for these clients of ours in Galway, and we uh, went ahead and did the session, and it was a, a great success. Yeah. 
So uh, we then kind of met afterwards and said, you know, maybe we should take this a bit further. You know, uh, this, this GDPR thing is now, it was like just over 12 months away yeah. uh, from coming into law. And um, she uh, uh, she said, yeah, let's let's you know develop something. And I was there going, well, listen, I tried to read this this GDPR thing and I couldn't make yeah. no sense of it. You know, yeah. she was actually a qualified solicitor. Yeah. Um, so I said, would you mind translating it? Yeah. And she said, uh, yeah, sure. So she went away and translated it into English, yeah. uh, which was a great benefit to me because then, you know, it was easy to break it down and I was able to then scope it out and put it into different sections, yeah. which made sense uh, because I'd also uh, had recently qualified as a, um, with the, was it training development and evaluation, which yeah. is a, um, uh, you know, train to trainer kind of cert- yeah. certification. Yeah. So with the English language version of the GDPR from Mali, then I was able to turn that into a, a, a plain, simple English um, yeah. training, training material, uh, which is what we, we developed and uh, started to roll out. But uh, not only, uh, but around that same time when we, we, we kind of had met up, um, there was also uh, a, a, an initiative started by uh, um, uh, Gary Connolly. Yes. Uh, of a of the um, oh what's it the data the data centers uh, of Ireland or like yeah. data Ireland is it um, host in Ireland sorry host in Ireland is named yes, it, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the and they had set up um, formed this GDPR coalition yeah. which was a, a, you know a, a not for profit um, gathering of up to, it was ended up with over a hundred uh, I think one hundred twenty companies who were just spreading the awareness of GDPR uh, across Ireland uh, throughout yeah. the remainder of 2017 and into 2018. And they they did this with through the medium of uh, like infographics. Yeah, and, it was amazing. Uh, Honestly, yeah. like that's, I, I came across it and I was right. just like, wow, and that's the, the effort think, that went into all of that. That's, yeah. that's how we met. Uh, we met exactly, I was like, hey, yeah. thank you guys. You've done such an amazing thing here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. really helped so many people yeah yeah so it was um yes um that was a great initiative and like we were doing these infographics that were always like six point simple easy to digest infographics yeah. and i say one thing i love is keeping things simple so yes. I, I was involved in the creation of quite a few of those infographics yeah, yeah. so um yeah um and that, that really was the, you had, you had uh, if, you go to my, if you go to my gdpr section um, yeah, that's where it was. The, and, uh, like just sadly, so people know the the coalition kind of. When did you guys shut down La- uh, last year? Yeah, no, it formally finished at the end of May, uh, 2018. Yeah, that was after yeah. the. Yeah, there's there's one of the infographics we'll say. Um, but yeah, it was at the end of May. They waited until uh, the Tech Connect uh, uh, conference in the RDS, which toward yeah. the end of. Which is always towards the, I think the last Thursday or something in May. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and they they finished it then. And in fairness uh, to them, they still um, uh, any inquiries that came in on the GDPR coalition site uh, for about five or six months afterwards. Uh, any yeah, inquiries yeah, right. inquiries that came through from Munster were always uh, sent through to me myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was a it was great uh, grouping to be involved with. So. Yeah. yeah. And, so yeah, like. You, Liam, what amazed me about like getting to know you was that, you know, you could really easily have kind of just stuck with the cyber and tech uh, stuff mm-hmm. and, and not bothered with this. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, this is not an accusation by kind of by any means, um, but a lot of the cyber guys are very comfortable in this space. They don't want to, you know, cross over into the data protection slash privacy mm-hmm. space yeah. because there's, there's, I think, a lot more humanity there and policies and procedures and, you know, standard operating procedures, business stuff, where yeah. like lots of lots of us have a comfort zone in tech. Mm. So I think it's it's great how you came over into the space and made it so simple and easy to understand and, yeah. and fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So... Oh yeah. Yeah. So these are these are these are going to stay up on your site. You're going to leave them here so people can can of come course, and have yeah. a look. Yeah. 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 Um, to be there, so. Cool. And 
just so that people know, if you follow Liam on Twitter, is it on your personal account, the L2Cyber account? You put up your video tips. Um, they're fantastic, you know, short yeah. little bite-sized videos um, mm. on different topics. I enjoy watching them and sharing them um, because I really don't like doing videos. <laughs> you know? What are you doing here? Uh, so? Oh, yeah, you've having got my a website up. The mate. Yeah. Having a chat with a mate. Okay, so the impact on you personally of your GDPR, on impact on you personally of the GDPR with your understanding of the law. Like, have you got a personal story to share? Because, like, I'm quite um, uh, cheeky on my Twitter, where I try and keep it as anonymous as possible. And like I say, this happened to me today. I mean, our our um, life insurance uh, or oh, yeah. work, you know, the business, that yeah. was seven months of drama, you know. Mm. Um, that's over, but like, I very much stand in principle and I go, okay, this isn't right. I'm not going to go with it. So people yeah. know that about me. Like, do you have a story where like the GDPR directly impacted your own personal life? Yeah, it was um, no, not nothing as um, uh, elaborate and uh, scary yeah. as what you had to go through. Uh, but, you know, like I loved the way um, the GDPR has helped, you know, um, particularly in the uh, uh, one particular aspect, I suppose, of a, a data subject's rights, and that's in relation to getting your data in um, uh, an electronic format, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a portable electronic format. Um, because in the past, I have uh, tried to, uh, when I've requested my um, prescription for my uh, glasses, yeah. Uh, from a, a, a certain high street a, a, a chain, uh, they've always provided it in a very poorly written, you know, kind of scribbled uh, uh, writing on a card, which is, you know, effectively unreadable. And, you know, you could never truly, yeah. you know, be able to say, you know, was that, you know, something else, you know, yeah. was that a zero or a no or whatever, you know, it was just difficult to read. So I actually waited until the gdpr came in and gave it a month or two and then i put in a, a very request kind for... of you liam very kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 you let's let it bed in um i was also kind of busy at the time running around the country training people but anyway yeah, um yeah. so i put in a, a request anyway to get my uh, prescription in a readable format electronic readable yeah. format um okay. and uh they uh the company's deep uh, data protection person did um, respond within a couple of weeks and just to clarify what I was looking for and why and I they said you know that's fine they went away and I heard nothing so I gave them the uh, as it came up to, to the 30 days I said you know by the way you're reaching the, the time limit here um, I'll sh you know if I don't hear back from you within a couple of weeks you know I might need to make a, a, a complaint yeah. Um, I think I, I think I might have given him one more, you know, kind of said, here, listen, I'm going to give you another couple of days. Would you mind? Yeah. Uh, and then without response, uh, I think I'd given him over to two weeks. So it was like into like 45 or 46 days after the yeah. initial request. Yeah. Um, I popped a, a, a wee uh, report an issue into the Data Protection Commission. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, two days later, I get a response. <laughs> yeah, you know, and on that point, like I've, I've got your thing up here for this rights, particularly, it says you must respond without undue delay and at the most within one month. This can be extended by two months where the request is complex hmm. or you receive a number of requests. Like we've done a, a sort of like little unofficial survey amongst a bunch of independent consultants. OK, hmm. yeah, and I shall continue it with you, Liam, and yeah. ask you off the top of your head, mm. has there been a flood of data subject rights requests in the last two years? Um, I probably wouldn't think it was a flood. Um, I certainly have heard um, some people I've been training, they've mentioned they've received requests where they had never received them before. But, a um, handful. I, like let's just let's just use yeah. that kind of terminology. Yeah, they're, they're like manageable so, handful. Yeah, I I would think so. Yeah, I don't think there has been a, an absolute flood. Um, no. 
So uh, let's go back to your example. Hmm. How, how do you sit for nearly 60 days just hmm. not responding? Yeah. Well, when that I'm, is your function in life to respond to these things, yeah. you know. And like for me, I rarely do kind of let the string get pulled longer and longer and longer. And I just I wait because sometimes there's some days where I feel like it's very unfair of me to sort of unleash the, the professional side yeah. on somebody who's possibly overworked, mm. um, not equipped yeah. correctly to deal with this. Yeah. You know, I try and understand. But then there's some instances that you just go like, come on, guys, you know, can mm. we please just actually just do this now? You know, yeah, yeah. like how, how do you balance that up? Like in these situations, it's very difficult. Yeah, like like in the case of my request, like that should have been something going right. Here's the person's name, address, um, uh, you know, that. date of birth. To do them, print a PDF and exactly. get it off to me. Not difficult. Not difficult. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so you know, it's um, people say to me when I'm like uh, I've had a couple of uh, sort of not interviews, but yeah, kind of interviews recently, and they say um, people think the GDPR is a bad thing. Do you think it's a bad thing? And I'm like, no, it is a good thing. It is a good thing because mm. of stories like this. Every single day you're hearing mm. stories like this. And it's it, it's more about the accountability and the transparency for me, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that people actually know now. They can, they can know, mm. you know. But you do still have walls, like, thrown up in your way, you know, on the way to trying to, to find out. And I think that's what we try and break down, I suppose, as, as exactly. professionals in this space. Yeah, yeah, like, and and that is the real important thing from my understanding of the law is it really has put the control of people's data yeah. back into their hands. Exactly, you know, and they so. must exercise that control. Mm. People must yeah. exercise that control, and um, organisations and businesses must be ready for that. Mm. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not a personal vendetta. Mm. A lot of the time, sometimes it's just really somebody needing something. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, or trying to just understand something. Mm. Okay, so the third question I sent you was, and obviously we've kind of discussed it already, is where you've seen opportunities for your own business mm. in the context of GDPR. So, you know, yeah. would you like to say something about that? or? Well, um, like I've done, uh, I said, I was running around the country quite a lot in 2018, doing uh, lots of training. And um, that, you know, when people received the training, you know, they could have gone away and got their businesses ready or their organizations prepared and ready for the GDPR themselves but in a, you know a, a nice handful of cases um, I was called in because they were you know so happy with having received a, a train uh, you know training that they could understand and they, they actually knew um, a bit more about the GDPR uh, but they, they still would prefer to have somebody who actually yeah, knew what takes, they're talking it about time out of, it takes time out of their day to do it mm. we're chatting about this yesterday is the the time um cost calculation mm. uh you know like 20 to 30 percent out of somebody's day who isn't mm. equipped in terms of uh, you know trained or has experience in the field that's how much time they take out of their normal tasks yeah. to do the portion that's been delegated to them it's it's a real time cost to businesses so this yeah. is not me trying to sell consultant services at all it's me being absolutely realistic mm. you know this is my area of expertise it's your area of expertise um, you do your business, I'll help you do the bit that you're not used to doing. You know, it's as simple as that. So yeah. you can kind of fast track it and show them where the the very risky areas that are pertinent to them lie, you know, yeah. and, and, and how, to, how to cover those gaps. Um, for me, if I can make comments on, you know, where you're so different from, from others is the the humor that you bring to but not funny haha humor it's that just you know <laughs> uh, there's some like, funny haha humor in there too yeah there, there is but like it's it's just making it realistic for people liam because um this morning like when we were talking about data breaches i think i said to you we were talking about the big ones like marriott and you know travelix and um equifax and ashley madison and like there are these big massive data breaches but no like guys it's that's not that's not everyday reality. So mm. I think it's nice to have people like you around who make it real, you know? Yeah. 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 Keep it simple for them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, give it context there. Okay. So you deal with 
um, businesses, your B2C, B2B, sorry, B2B, yeah. you deal with businesses. I've been chatting to a couple of people who deal with actual consumers, you know, B2C. Um, you're, you're a B2B. So where would you see opportunities for your customers or clients? Like just one or two small examples like that have done their compliance yeah. as an encouragement to others to do it, you know? Well, there was um, one uh, client, he was, I think he was quite possibly my first uh, GDPR client, um, uh, who I landed in uh, 2017. And, uh, and that was actually from a, a business networking group that I was in, uh, in, in Limerick. And uh, uh, I got the referral there anyway, I got talking to this uh, gentleman. We, we worked anyway on, uh, uh, gave him some training, we did some uh, consultancy for them. And they, they're kind of an online platform. Um, I won't call out what type of business they're in, but you know, it was an interesting one, all right. But we did, uh, we got their GDPR um, policies and procedures and stuff in place. And, um, you know, that was kind of by about around September or something, uh, 2017. They were uh, pretty ready to go GDPR wise. And uh, then they, um, they had a, a tender. Uh, a big client uh, in yeah. Europe uh, went out to tender and um, one of the things your, your man uh, he sent on to me he said uh, you know they've all these questions about the GDPR uh, which you know they were able to my client was able to address you know directly and mm. when they won the, the contract uh, they, mm. they, they you know they, they, they went to met the client and they were starting yeah. the project up and they found out that uh, two of my clients biggest competitors are these are big international yeah. companies um, just had nothing for the GDPR. Yeah. They weren't ready for the GDPR back in September 2017, yeah. whereas my client was, and he got a fine big contract out of that. So Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That. No, and, and that, that's it, Liam. Like, mm. people don't want to take your risk yeah. onto themselves when they do business with you. It's mm. as simple as that. They yeah. don't want to be tied into a relationship with you where you're going to cause a problem for them down the line yeah yeah so exactly yeah yeah, yeah the supply chain effect has been mm. interesting yeah. okay so positive story um you uh, just shared a positive story that's a very positive story yeah, I've, another no, I, one. I've got a doozy of one yeah uh, yeah it's, it's kind of a funny one as well yeah. um and uh, i love people telling people this there was a, um, a, a not-for-profit uh, organization down in Kerry. Um, I was doing some uh, training for now. Yeah. They have um, they had three locations uh, in in Kerry, and they have a number of volunteers and a number of staff. Yeah. So uh, the way they wanted the training done was I was going to train in uh, two of the locations. Uh, you know, a morning session in one place and a, an afternoon session in another office yeah. and this was kind of a very basic introduction to GDPR for the volunteers and staff and then the following week I was back down for a morning session again for the staff yeah. in uh, uh, this was in uh, Killarney yeah. uh, and morning session again for volunteers and staff uh, there and then the afternoon session then was going to be a much more de detailed uh, deep dive on yeah. uh, policies and procedures for the staff uh, and this involved, no, they brought the staff up from the other two locations um, uh, for this afternoon session. So I did the training and uh, I recall that uh, when I was going into one, the, the first location on, on the previous week that I seen CCTV cameras up um, outside yeah. in the public area and inside in the public areas yeah. of the premises. So I made sure to you know, bring up and mention you know, how they should be handling that data. Uh, make sure that you know nobody is uh, able to get access to the equipment, etc., and yeah. how to handle uh, you know requests from Angarda Shiakana. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I you know passed along all that advice anyway, and then uh, the following week, as as I mentioned, I was in the afternoon session then, and um, uh, like I had literally just started uh, the session when uh, one of the ladies from that first session stood up and says, "Jesus, uh, that training you gave last week was wonderful." particularly about the CCTV. I was sort of going, oh, wait, what happened? And he said, well, the day after the training, uh, a, a detective uh, arrived uh, on the premises and said, you know, may I review your CCTV footage? There was an incident last night and we'd yeah. like to see if there was anything picked up on your cameras. So they brought him to the, to the, the DVR and they, uh, he, they left him alone. Uh, 
So he, uh, yeah, he was there a few minutes anyway, and he went to leave the premises, and he was saying goodbye to the uh, to the lady. And he says, oh, thanks for that. I got the footage. I have it here. Uh, I've got it on my USB yeah. stick. Yeah. yeah. And she ran, she ran in front of him and stopped him. And she said, stop. Uh, you know, have you got, uh, uh, and this was now before the GDPR went to effect, yeah. so it was called the Section 8 letter, yeah. uh, which, uh, as you know, is the letter from uh, that a, a, a guard needs to produce from a uh, superintendent yeah. uh, to get to a data controller to basically get yeah. permission to take, uh, to, to remove a recording yeah. uh, from the, the premises. So, but detectives are going, I've never needed to do anything like this before. No, I've, I was just, just come and get the, the footage. You just give it to me. There's no letter. Yeah. And she said, no, no, we've received this training and this man was there and he was telling us all about this and you must produce this letter from your superintendent. And uh, what I got really worried about is he then says, well, who is this man? What's his name? Where is he from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, oh, Jesus, I'm going to get arrested now next. But um, anyway, so no, she stood her ground and she said she took the, the USB stick off him and uh, he went away muttering. Uh, but he came back three hours later, uh, much, much humbled, and he said, Jesus, you know, um, yeah, I went to the superintendent and yeah, he said, yeah, you need these letters to get CCTV footage. And here's one. So he gave him one. And he said, none of the rest of the team down there were aware of this requirement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only the super. And uh, so, but uh, yeah, no, she was delighted with herself and she even brought in the Section 8 letter to show it to everybody, going, this is what you need to look for if a guard comes looking for yeah. your footage. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, that was a good fun anyway. And I haven't been stopped by the guard since, so I'm yeah, okay. You're not, you're not on the list, Liam. <laughs> exactly. you're, not, you're not at all on a list, not at all. Exactly. The troublemaker down there in Tipperary, eh? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. No, but you know what? It's 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 correct, and like this is what I was saying earlier about standing on principle, because you know it must be done properly. Like it must be done properly. Uh, we're all we're all accountable at the end of the day. So yeah. you know that's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share one story on training because, yeah. like, I know that you love the training. It would not be my my favorite sort of area of focus when I'm yeah. doing compliance work. You know, I, I really love the more the, the paper side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy doing training in specific circumstances, but it would not be my focus. But I um, had a client that I signed off and um, it's happened a couple of times, but this specific one was really interesting. We signed off um, a job that probably took about five or six months in total. You know, it, it does sometimes take that long to get through various aspects. And uh, one of the things that we had done was we had recorded training PowerPoints, you know, the, the really bloody boring way of training, guys, you know, voiceover uh-huh. PowerPoints. Everybody's one hour awareness training just to get it done and out of the way. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Tick box, but like, tick box. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but to give this client credit, they took that training and they did the session. You know, she, HR manager, did yeah. the session with everybody. So it wasn't just literally like planking people. You know, she she made them watch it, and they they had a whole week. They had a whole week of awareness that she ran. She wow. did herself. She ran posters around the place. You know, tips by email, that kind of thing. Okay. Not even two or three days. It was less than a week, Liam, after we signed that job off that I got a phone call. We have a data breach. Now, every, everybody says we don't have data breaches until they have their training, right? Because then they actually realize that they do have a data breach. So I was like, okay, um, let's go through it, explain what's happened, and we'll, we'll go from there. So they explained, sorry, calendar notification there. They explained what had happened. Um, and very simply, an, it, one of the staff members recognized the fact that an email mm-hmm. was being sent out of one of their systems to an email address that nobody recognized. Right. Okay. So, really, it sounded absolutely awful. Mm. So I was like, okay, go to the vendor, the software vendor, mm. tell them to send you the logs when that address was changed yeah. and who changed it. Within an hour, Liam, they had information, and it was a contractor of theirs who was under contract. So they had received email with personal data in that they were entitled to receive. 
But the contractor had changed their business name, changed their domain name, and changed their email address. The check check and balance that's missing is the fact that verification, there wasn't like a verification step. My client, the business, should have said, yes, we verify this change. You understand? Like the change could just be made on the software. But the fact that one of her employees looked at the screen and went, that's an email address I don't recognize. I need to tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference that, yeah, that's the difference that we're kind of, we're looking for, Mm. you know, and training is not boring. It has a real, real, real change effect in a business if done properly. Um, And I would really, really encourage people to get in touch with you because I think your training is of that kind, you know, where you really personally pay attention to people and their different contexts and, Mm. and and that change can happen where people know what's going on. Yeah. So. One piece of advice to potential clients of yours, what would you tell them? Yeah, well, you know, when you're looking at the GDPR, it looks probably really big. There's a huge mountain of stuff to do, you know, or, you know, you might even look at it like it might be like this big elephant, maybe an elephant in the room. But, you know, how would you, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one bite at a time. One bite at a time, yeah. So just a case of just getting in there, you know, uh, you know, getting in a consultant like yourself or myself and, um, you know, we can step you through it. You know, and there's, uh, isn't there some tool or something that we can use for that kind of thing, I think, called Serity? Yeah, Yeah, no, amazing. You know, the people that made it and the people that use it are just wonderful. (laughs) Nice cell, nice cell. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why we we made it. Yeah, so people can see the scope of it because it's not just this never ending painful thing, you know. Yeah. It's easy. You can do it. So just do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Pick a point, start, and get it done. So yeah. now, the real meaty discussion that I'd like to have with you for the next sort of 10 minutes, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. is the actual real impact of ransomware on Irish small, I said small business, but more like the S&Ms of the SMEs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I think the E's in Ireland have a bit more resource to put towards managing this this type of thing but the real impact of ransomware on irish small business um i sat on a panel a week ago two weeks ago whenever it was and one of the questions that was posed to us to prepare beforehand i don't think i was directly asked the question was um what is the biggest danger that you what what do you think the biggest danger to business in ireland is smaller business in ireland and my answer would be ransomware um, but a different answer was given, which was quite interesting. Um, I won't say what it was, but ransomware yeah. definitely, I believe, has the potential to have the biggest impact on small business. Mm-hmm. So would you yeah. like to give us your thoughts on that, Liam? Because I know that you you do know this very well. Mm. Like the you know whole kind of ransomware thing, you know, when, you know, it's obviously been around for a long, long time, but... Yeah. Um, you know, it initially peaked uh, there back in 2017 when we had the WannaCry and uh, NotPetya. Uh, yeah. And then it seemed to tail off uh, because uh, crypto mining became uh, fashionable and uh, lucrative yes. because Bitcoin was stupid price uh, yeah. at the time. But that then dropped away. So ransomware has started becoming much more... Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. And they've been really, uh, you know, going after big fish, like uh, particularly in the US, um, they were targeting a lot of healthcare providers uh, who usually used a similar kind of a, a ser- uh, what do they call it, managed service providers, uh, you know, IT support uh, companies, uh, that they would compromise the IT support company, and then they'd be able yeah. to reach into all of the, these healthcare uh, uh, offices and, and uh, companies. They also targeted a lot of uh, municipalities, um, you that's, know, uh, uh, that's small, hey? yeah, so th- that that was very, very profitable, profitable for them there. And now as the end of 2019 and as we came into 2020, there just seemed to be so many, uh, so much of an increase in ransomware, uh, particularly the likes of Reval or Sodino yeah. Kibi, um, as it's known. and uh, 
a really scary one. Um, I would say from a from a data breach perspective. No, of course, um, you know any ransomware impact or, or incident is um, is considered a data breach. But um, the maze ransomware, where they steal the data before they encrypt it. And so they now have a copy of your data and they will then, if you don't pay the ransom to decrypt your data, they'll just post it uh, online. And, you know, you definitely have a data breach then on your hands, which will be deeply embarrassing. Yeah. So uh, this is the, the, the kind of, uh, the, this kind of um, environment is really going to be uh, badly damaging for, uh, you know, any kind of small business, because if they're not, um, if they can't prevent their data being leaked like that, um, yeah. you know, they, they, they could have um, not only, you know, their systems shut down uh, because yeah. of, of ransomware and then they're, they're, they're down, down for weeks or on end. Um, but, you know, they could then potentially end up with uh, uh, maybe a, a, a fine from a data protection commission. Uh, for having yeah. a data breach, which, okay. Yeah, I well, don't... besides civil action, yeah, like, yeah. you know, if it's your yeah, health yeah. data or whatever, mm, your, yeah. your full insurance records that are sitting online, mm. you know, you're not going to be happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's all these things could impact on, on, on a company like uh, a, a small business. Like I, I unfortunately, uh, in my, uh, the first year I was in, in, in business, I had, um, uh, it was a former colleague of mine uh, uh, from a previous uh, job. Uh, she knew I was in the cybersecurity game and she rang me up. Uh, at that point, she had been four weeks down uh, because she had all of her data <clears throat> up in the cloud. Uh, in some, It was some weird um, um, cloud storage provider that I had never heard of before. Yeah. I've never heard of since, uh, but yeah. her her IT provider had recommended she use this, this group, got hit with ransomware. She opened that document and, and clicked enable macros and you know everything, all of all her data is gone. And they struggled, they couldn't get their data back. Even the backups they had were unrecoverable. There was some issue with it. And she went out of business two weeks later because she had absolutely everything out of there. Like so, you know, this is where I always say to people, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You you, you don't yeah. just trust the cloud because people say it's secure. You've got to make sure it's secure. You've got to take these extra steps. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, the uh, as I kind of, one of my recent uh, videos, I talked about having data backups. Uh, yeah. And, you know, obviously these are things, if you have good data backups, you'll be able to recover from ransomware. Absolutely. But, and, and, and backups in, in different formats. Yeah. Yeah, in different places absolutely. as well. Yeah, offline, yeah. Uh, offline, uh, offsite, and uh, you know, in you know, often on a hard disk or on a backup tape, or you know, all different formats, all the different locations. And the other thing is to make sure they're tested. This is absolutely. critical. Yeah, they have yeah. to be tested. Yeah. So if you have an IT department or an IT service provider, you should challenge them to tell you, yeah. to provide you proof that your backups are working. Stand and there that, and say, mm. put it there on a fresh install of whatever it is we're using. Show me that you can yeah. get it working again. Yeah, Simple. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they, they should be all part and parcel of the service they're providing. Because yeah. when I when I did it in, in, in the corporate world, this was, a, you know, our IT department, this was our job, this was our responsibility. Yeah. We had yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And you had a time frame within which to mm. bring the system up. Yeah. You know, so like if we go back to when you were discussing your services, you talk about disaster recovery, mm -hmm. you know, um, document business continuity type documents um, yeah. for a smaller business. Like it's not a huge task to no. come to somebody like you and say, can we do this process where we develop our disaster recovery business continuity plan, mm -hmm. you know, and work out a plan that's bespoke to us. These are the systems we're using. And we can we can judge roughly. It's going to take a day to bring it back up. It's going to take half a day, a couple of hours, whatever it's going to take, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and actually go through the exercise with you because the cost of doing that is infinitely less than mm. the cost of dealing with an incident mm. like ransomware and yeah. um, losing your entire business because that's the reality of it. Is it yeah, not? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, then you know, okay, that's you're backing up your data from your ransomware, but then as we mentioned 
we have this situation with the maze ransomware where yeah. they get in and they steal your data before they encrypt it. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, you know, your protections there, you're going to have to have, you know, proper, you know, keep everything, of course, keep everything up to date, um, as fully up to date as possible. Like we had uh, the TravelX issue in the UK. They were using the uh, Pulse Secure uh, VPN, which had terrible, terrible uh, uh, yeah. vulnerability in it. That, that's how they walked in through the yeah. perimeter of their network, yeah. were wandering around for weeks on end. Yeah, team bureaucracy is, is just, you know, in the news for <laughs> bad password practices. So, like, how yeah, many people yeah. are using Team Bureau? Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah. all these remote access things, you got to make sure they're fully secured and updated. And you, ha uh, you know, in in you know, I suppose in you know, bigger organisations, you can have things like data loss prevention yeah. uh, um, and things like that. But the smaller businesses, you just got to, you know, make sure you have you know a firewall in place, a good maintained firewall, you know, antivirus, anti malware. Factor authentication where possible, Liam. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, a good on. Um, unique passwords for every application yeah, um, and long and strong. So use a password manager, folks. Um, yeah, one know, pass, but, last password. Yeah, all these things, they're, they're, they're yeah. all absolutely essential nowadays um, for keeping your data secure. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, look, uh, you know, we, we ourselves are all small businesses. We know yeah. uh, what a small business faces. So, you know, uh, you know, we can talk the talk of a, of a small business owner. Yeah. And uh, you know we know what they're facing. And yeah, we can help. Absolutely. absolutely. And like we had this discussion with one of the others on the chat. Uh, you know we're in business to make money. You know we're in business to to stay in business mm. because we have a skill set that's desperately needed, and we would like to share that skill set with many more people than would get yeah. the benefit of it than if each of us went to get a job. Because mm. if you went to get a job your skill set would be lost, you yeah. know, the access to that skill set would be lost. If I went to get a job, the access to my skill set would be would be lost. And and a couple of the other um, consultants I've chatted to, we've, we've had this discussion because I think there's there's this perception out there that, um, you know, we charge a lot of money or, you know, you're too expensive or how yeah. do I justify yeah. that cost or whatever. And actually, mm -hmm. you know, no, it's not that. What is What is your business worth to you? What price tag are you going to put on your business? Because, you know, you put up your CCTV cameras, you mm. put up your alarm systems. Yeah. You, you see where I'm going with this. You have your insurance yeah. for your vehicles and your goods and whatever else. But yeah. there your computer is sitting with a big fat welcome, you know, the door is open sign on it. Yeah. So I think it's something that people really have to consider. This is now an actual cost of doing business. And, you know, you, you mentioned Serity and I'll say it again. We made Serity to lower the cost of compliance. Yeah. Please use it so that yeah. you don't have to spend that money on the initial benchmark. Yeah. Call us in to do the actual, you know, works on your on your gaps and get you yeah. compliant. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they they can take Serity themselves and do the the go through the questionnaire themselves for the. Exactly. For the simple cost of of of, of the license first, and you know, exactly. then if they do if they do want help after that, yeah, yeah. And this this is really not a charity sales piece. This is like this is just an actual example of professionals getting together and saying, you know, we understand, we we mm. completely understand that there's a cost factor to this, but we yeah. don't. I I don't want to see in County Cork, North Cork. I don't want to hear that the business down the road has shut down because of ransomware. You don't want yeah. to hear it in your community. No, we we no. do not want that to to happen because, you know, it, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I feel very strongly about it. It shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, you know, if, you know, one thing I am is, you know, if somebody had, has me in as as to do their cybersecurity, I'm prevention. You know, I yeah, I'm there. Okay. Everything I do for you will prevent this from happening. Yeah. So you don't have the downtime, or yeah. if there is downtime, it's minimized. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, that's, yeah. Is yeah. It, it can all it can all be done. Yeah, absolutely can. Yeah, so we hope people like hear the the um, the plea because it is a plea. You know, please get your house in order. Please, mm. please pay attention to these things. Um, yeah. It's been two years since the GDPR happened yeah. to everybody. 
know, we were heading for two years now. Um, uh-huh. Lots of people say the hype died down very quickly. Mm. I can honestly say I don't think it did because it got very specific very quickly mm. in a lot of spaces. Um, but I think that there is a general waking up to the fact that, oh, you know, if we don't do our compliance, the security is compromised and there's, there's you know, there's, there's gaps and holes there. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a wider awareness also like of the supports that are in place, you know, in, um, what you call them, organizations like Cyber Ireland are, are really good and, and here to stay. Um, so, yeah, like there's good newsletters to sign up to, like yours and following you on social media is fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, people should people should do that, Liam. They should mm-hmm. because it's just short bite size. As I say, it just keeps it, you know, kind of at the top of your mind. And and we need to be we need to be mindful um, exactly. of good practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if you go down to the the, the bottom of the homepage um, on my website, uh, there uh, underneath about us, um, yeah. there's a link to all my um, social medias from yeah. both myself and uh, L2 Cyber there. See, got Liam and. Yeah. Liam and there, Liam on Insta. Jeez, I'm on Instagram too, yeah. Are you? Uh, I am. Believe oh, yeah, much. you are. And uh, there's all the L2 cyber ones as well. So, yeah, yeah. I'm all over the cyber or all the socials. Yeah, so. yeah. And there's just there's some fantastic videos here. Mm. These are the ones we can wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not in the, if you're not on any of the socials, you can also get them on. I, I post them as a weekly blog on my website as well. So yeah. you get in there. I, uh, I put funny dog memes as the thumbnail. So that. yeah. Yeah, I love dogs. They're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think people, people maybe underestimate our need for <laughs> emotional support dogs. <laughs> yes, I have three beautiful dogs myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just don't tell I don't tell the young the young one that when she goes to school I just I use her corgi as an, an emotional support dog. <laughs> <laughs> she would be very cross with me. Oh dear right, yes, yes. <laughs> oh no. Thank you so much, Liam, for chatting. It's yeah. it's been really great. Um yeah, and again I really hope people get in touch and just follow and listen you know, and, and learn a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Anything else you want to say before we disconnect no, just, here? Just uh, thank you uh, for, yeah. for the chat because it's, uh, it's always good to have a talk about these things and yeah. Uh, yeah, get people aware, you know, we're out there, we're available. Yeah, 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 thank you. So get in touch. So thanks for that, Philippa. Take care now. We hope you enjoyed that episode of the GDPR series. If you do, please subscribe, find us on social media. We love to have a chat.